Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey, everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. And this is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support WrestleTalk. Support WrestleTalk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever WrestleTalk is and whoever Luke Owen is, quote the Ravens. Nevermore. WrestleTalk. Is the King of the Ring tournament returning? I don't really know, but <laughs> like, I mean, we did a title change on last week's NXT. We've said everything there is to say about the Roman Reigns stuff. So I guess let's speculate. Are we going to get King of the Ring? I am Luke Owen, and I'm joined by Tempest T Wrestler here for the SmackDown review. And uh, <laughs> Tempest, <laughs> if, if I may, Baron Corbin yes. Shinsuke Nakamura on this show. And I wasn't, and like, and it's it's gotten to the point now where I'm like, yeah, cool. I guess that happened then. Like that's that that's where I'm at. And then uh, after the match, Shinsuke Nakamura attacked Baron Corbin, like the sore loser that he is. What a baby face! And stole his crown. While Pat McAfee was like, can't take the the crown is Baron Corbin's. He won it from King of the Ring, and this that, and the other. They said the word King so many times throughout this segment. It went about five minutes. They said it seven hundred times. He is a King, King of Strong Style, King Corbin, King of the Ring, over and over and over again. So I guess my question to you is: A, um, do you think this is just going to be we're just going to get another match? I add a add a pay per view, maybe even this Sunday, over who who gets to be the person who calls themselves king, or are we going to get the probably more preferable King of the Ring tournament? Well, that is the more preferable option. However, I don't believe that's the one that we're going to get. Typically, like in WWE, when they want to bring in a new King of the Ring, usually the old king has kind of been phased out by that point. Most of these King of the Rings don't really last that long william regal was king of the ring for like a few months uh mm-hmm. wade barrett was king of the ring until he left the company a year later sheamus was only king for maybe like four or five months or so so it usually takes a, like, a little bit of like phasing out the previous king before you want to crown a new one i think we're just gonna get another match between these two which is really depressing because i wasn't <laughs> super excited to see corbin pin nakamura last week 
in the 10 man tag. We talked about how that didn't really make sense. Everyone else in the match had like, you know, something, something tangible going on. There was a lot of intercontinental championship play that would have helped and benefited a lot more from one of those guys getting the pin, but instead we got Corbin pinning, pinning Nakamura. And then we just got the same thing this week. Like you said, Nakamura being a sore loser, bad baby face, hate to see that. And we're just getting more like, it's to me, this is a raw promo where they've got a prop. Vince McMahon loves his prop. He's like, oh, we can do something with the crown. Oh, there's King, King stuff. We could put King stuff on a t-shirt. We can have a new King of Strong style. I'm not super into it, but I think that's the direction we're headed. Adam Pearson uh, is in the chat now and just said 700 times in five minutes is two and uh, a f- 2.15 times a second, which I think is about right. I'm, yeah. I'm going by like my comment. I'm pretty sure that's what the commentary said. And also, thank you to Gatecrash who also pointed out, did you say tangible or intangible <laughs> Tempest? <laughs> well, it can't be intangible because Pete isn't here. I will leave that moniker for, I know, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You actually got to see the intangibles on NXT this week. (laughs) I did. So is Baron Corbin's intangible king? Like, is that what his, or crown is is what his royalty may be? So yeah, um, I've got uh, not a massive amount to say about this. I'd much like to see a King of the Ring tournament, but would I? Because here's the thing. The last time that WWE did the King of the Ring tournament it was a couple of years ago, which is the one that Baron Corbin won, and he's been King Corbin ever since. And I, I was in a studio when they did that. It was a long, old time ago. You know, like when they've been trying to fill time on these, like the Thunderdome era? Do a King of the Ring tournament. That fills up loads of time. Yeah. But um, when they did the last King of the Ring tournament, I remember it was happening around the same time that the G1 was happening. And we had so many like hyper chats and people commenting being like, this is WWE and their version of the G1. This is WWE's like chance to do a G1 style tournament and just put on like match of the year candidates every single week. And I just, and I just sort of like, I felt so bad to be the guy that was just like, no, King Baron's going to win it. Like Baron Corbin's going to win. It. Like he either goes round, he either goes out round one or he wins the thing. And like, I love the idea of doing a King of the Ring tournament, but it's a WWE tournament and they don't like doing tournaments. So it's not going to be match of the year candidates. There'll just be a bunch of two minute matches on Raw and SmackDown and then a final and someone gets a crap gimmick for a year. Like it's, I, I'm, I'm going to struggle to get excited uh, for a King of the Ring tournament. Yeah. To me, it's really disappointing because like the King of the Ring it's it's had its mixed results in its entire history. Like not everyone gets over with the King of the Ring, but we haven't had like a true proper big star King of the Ring moment since like Booker T won it, and that was 15 years ago. You know, <laughs> so it's really hard for me to get up for something like this when William Regal was just nothing with King of the Ring. Sheamus was nothing with King of the Ring. Barrett was nothing with King of the Ring. And now Corbin, he's kept the crown longer than the others, but it's just been like a new paint job, but he's still the exact same guy in the exact same position. No one moves up when they become King of the Ring anymore. So like, okay, you put the King, you know, the King moniker on someone like Shinsuke Nakamura or anyone else for that matter. And it's like, okay, that's cool. They get a crown and a, and a cape and a scepter and whatnot but 
why do I have any reason to believe that that's going to change their position on the card or change their overall character more than that? I would have loved to have seen someone like Andrade win the King of the Ring a few years ago because he, to me, was someone who could have totally benefited from that kind of like change of character. You could have had Zelina Vega be, you know, the Queen of the Ring alongside him, the whole deal. But they didn't do that, so that's just me fantasy booking at that point. So I'm just like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of ways to make the King of the Ring a little bit more inspired, a little bit more meaningful, well, and I'm really struggling. Something. It should have something at the yeah. end of it. Like someone just said in the chats there, the problem with King of the Ring is that like there's no reward at the end of it. Like you get a crown, but like who cares? Like the crown yeah. doesn't get you anything. It's like you win money in the bank, you get the briefcase, and that briefcase gets you a title shot. And like, you know, 83% of whatever, like the, the, the status of cash-ins have led to titles. So like there could and it used to be that way. You win the King of the Ring tournament, you get the next pay-per-view title shot. So, mm -hmm. like, there could be something around that. And like that's a very simple fix. It's like this is gonna not only crown you to be king of the ring, but it's also gonna crown you as the new number one contender to whichever title of whichever brand you're on. So, like that that to me could like at least it gives it stakes. And it's the one thing like that Survivor series is missing as well. Survivor series yeah. means diddly dick because what do you get at the end of it? Yeah. And that's basically it. Like if they wanted to do a tournament, just like how they used to, maybe not necessarily on pay-per-view because a lot of those pay-per-views weren't the best, but if you wanted to have a King of the Ring tournament around June and July and just have the winner of that tournament be your SummerSlam main event, that would at least in my mind make it so they would have to make the decision to have a proper King of the Ring winner. It wouldn't be mm -hmm. something they'd just throw away because in if they did it that way, they would be kind of locked in to having a proper winner so they wouldn't mess up the SummerSlam main event. But again, that yeah. might be wishful thinking. You never know. <laughs> Corbin in the main event of SummerSlam. Well, I mean, yeah, that's the thing. It's like, right, like if they do another King of the Ring tournament, surely Baron Corbin just wins again and just uh. continues to be King Corbin. Like uh, the other thing I wanted to mention about this as well, and I, I, I bring up this story a lot because I think it is... A, I think it is a problem, right? And that is that uh, my wife, I, I, me and Ollie would not shut up about The Fiend when he debuted. 2019, summertime 2019, me and Ollie just would not shut up about it on podcast, being like, this is the greatest thing ever. Everyone in the chat, this is the greatest thing ever. To the point where my wife, because she's very supportive and she listens to the podcast, despite the fact that she's not a wrestling fan, said to me, I want to see this Fiend entrance. I want to see what everyone is going on about. So I showed it to her. And when the, the lantern came up, she was like, oh, that's really cool. And then he puts the lantern on. And because WWE do not know how to shoot movies, despite the fact they say that they do, it does this big old zoom in and looks at it. And Kay was like, oh, cool. Well, it looks very fake then. Yeah. And that was it. And like, that's all. She, uh, by the end of it, she was like, yeah, I mean, I suppose the song's cool and everything, but like, that's a very fake thing. And it's shot very poorly. Like, and that's, you know, that turns me off the product. Same thing when Ronda Rousey debuted. She wanted to watch that. It happened. And she was like, this company shoots things very poorly. And they don't know how to do television production. And um, I was thinking about this today because Baron Corbin, in all of his promo pictures, has got like that black crown thing that looks like it's quite cool. Right. But whatever crown they had on today was this like brown cardboard like crown and it looks crap. So like I'm looking at it, it's like, well, that looks really cheap and rubbish and like cardboard plastic nonsense. Why does anyone want that? And I thought about this with the NXT thing as well. Like when because it's like, they've got Velcro belts. Yeah. So it's just like it just kind of looks a bit cheap and tacky and rubbish and nasty. I'm like, 
why why do people want this <laughs> yeah i mean i other than just having king in his nickname already i have no idea why shinsuke nakamura would want this crown mm. and this doesn't seem like a storyline that will necessarily get a lot of like deep character introspective details provided i think it's just like well he wants the crown He's got a crown. I I want a I want a crown, and that'll be like the end of the detail given for this. So I don't have a whole lot of you know and highly anticipated moments coming out of this. But man, just speaking very quickly about the production of these shows, people like to talk about all oh, the great production of WWE, and I think it's strictly based on their great promo packages because WWE oh, yeah. does promo packages better than anybody. But every other aspect of their production is the worst. How they shoot their matches is the worst. Maybe the 8K camera you can get away with because that's pretty I was cool. About to say, like no. the entrance camera that they do is yeah. pretty. Like, with that said, I I mean, I am going to be the dissenting voice here. I don't like it much because it makes people look like a video. Like I, You may as well just put 2K20 footage in there. Although, actually, no, that's, no 2K20 is a bad example because that's broken. Put 2K19 <laughs> footage in there and it would look almost the same. Like It looks yeah. very nice, but it's... it's it's this is a very it's too real it looks too <laughs> lifelike well i don't have a problem with it necessarily because the 8k camera means that's like the eight second window where they don't cut the camera 16 times yeah, but yeah. oh my god we'll get to it later but there was a moment during the the roman reigns beatdown at the end where he was fighting cesaro where he hit the ring to jump and cause the dq and you could just see the camera just start doing this like yeah. I can't wrap my head around WWE's production. It's so bad. As someone who went to school for production and has done shows and all like I this there are every single cardinal sin being committed by WWE on every single show. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Right, well, let's get into your hyper chats and see what you had to say about the show. Because if we get into a discussion about production, I'm going to be here all day, and that's going to be what the like the, the bulk of this podcast will be of me <laughs> ragging on the way this company shoots things. Uh, and I want to and I want to be positive because the Roman Reign stuff was rad. Blind yeah. Raw says, "I kind of like Nakamura with the crown. Are they turning him back heel again, or just mad like Gollum?" I saw the clip of him admiring the crown with Amira being obsessive about it. On a side note, what Impact Under Siege match are you most looking forward to? The one with El Fantasmo in it to be my answer. Because <laughs> that's going to be the Freddy show. Yeah. I want to see Kenny Omega and Eddie Edwards just be in the ring together. That just sounds like so much fun. But I don't know. I mean, Shinsuke Nakamura is like a weirdo with his movements and his intricacies. So all of this, I, I just say, oh, that's just that's just Nakamura being Nakamura, you know. Uh, Mayor of Painsville, Dan, said, well, actually, Mr. Fact Checker, it's Hempist. William Regal was uh, actually known as King of the Ring for over two years between 2008-2010. He was still announced the King of the Ring during ECW 2010 era and had on his Titantron. Look it up. I'm aware. I'm aware. But the point <laughs> is, he won the King of the Ring tournament, had the King gimmick until he got fired on Raw by Mr. Kennedy on the night after Judgment Day 2008. And uh, he came back from a suspension two months later. and wasn't really pushed as a king of the ring after that he was just a guy fact check say, that think, dan i was gonna say dan i think it's more just like lazy like we haven't got time to make him a new entrance video like it's, yeah. you just have the energy you had from the last time you were here also no one was watching ecw <laughs> in 2010 uh dan also adds uh he was in the thunderdome on the hard cam i would recommend it uh, I had a fantastic time doing it. Therefore, love the show, even King Corbin. And Charles Berg said, Roman Reigns is the most compelling character in all of wrestling. You may not agree, but I think the character is far more important than being ace in the ring. They should be skilled, but having a compelling three-dimensional character is a top priority. Which will tie us in nicely to our opening segment here. Yes. I've, I've said this on a couple of shows recently. SmackDown gets a lot of praise by wrestling fans. Everyone's like, well, Raw sucks, but hey, SmackDown is awesome. I would argue that most of SmackDown is also terrible. But, mm -hmm. you know, but like this Roman Reigns story and these characters is exceptional. It's so, so good. And I get it's the best thing in WWE by leaps and bounds. 
And I mean, I've, I've said my piece about this in the, the five minute review on the news. You can go check that out. So I'm going to let Tempest kind of take the floor on some of this. But it matters. And that's why it's important. Like you look at the raw side of things on uh, for Backlash this Sunday. Does it matter if it's Bobby Drew or um, who, Braun Strowman? I need forgot who was in it then. Does it matter who wins the match? Not really. Does it matter who wins between Rhea, Charlotte, and Asuka? Not really. Like it doesn't matter. Um, I, I would argue, does it matter between the Mysterios and Ziggler and Rude? Yeah, not really. It doesn't really matter that much. But this matters. And these characters matter. And everything that they're doing is so important to them. It matters to Cesaro that he beats Roman Reigns because he knows that he can. It matters to Roman Reigns because he is the head of the table and he has to remain that because that, like, without that, what is he? What is Roman Reigns without that moniker? It matters to Jimmy. Uh, sorry, it matters to Jay, rather. It matters to Jay because Jay has bought into this and he needs Roman to be that position because nothing else makes sense. And it now matters to Jay because Jay needs to prove him wrong. Everything, all of these outcomes matter. And that's why it's the only match this Sunday that I could give two solitary craps about. And I loved yeah. this show for that. This show did an amazing job of getting me hyped for this Sunday's match. Yeah, I mean, I think you hit the nail right on the head with so many different aspects of that where honestly i didn't even enjoy the rest of this show very much like there were a lot of moments of this smackdown where i was not feeling it but every week without question roman reigns is in the best segments on this show and it helps the show that much that most times the show will open and close with a roman reigns mm -hmm. segment so that's at least a half hour of roman reigns related content to help boost this show up because otherwise like oh it's not not great we've been talking a lot in recent weeks on this show about how wins and losses sometimes matter and sometimes don't on smackdown in particular and if you look at raw like nothing matters and just throw that out the window raw is terrible everyone kind of agrees and knows that but you look at smackdown and we weren't super happy about the immediate wrestlemania rematches that we got right afterwards like kevin owens faced Sami Zayn. we had another cesaro seth rollins match and they were just like we're just going again pal and it biggie felt apollo like they biggie and apollo cruz have had 1200 matches this year and we kind of felt like wrestlemania felt like a big deal and there were a lot of really big moments a lot of really big wins cesaro getting a win at wrestlemania was a big deal and it felt like they were just kind of like, all right, we're going to just replay that. We're going to go for another round, and it's not going to feel like that important again. But everything with Roman Reigns in it has felt important because he's the one guy where if they change the title, it will mean something. And they continue to put him in matches with high stakes, with people that you care about. If he was just wrestling like – if he was wrestling Baron Corbin – in one of these matches, I don't think it would matter that much. But he's gone in there against Edge, who was coming back from 10 years away. You had him facing Daniel Bryan that everyone loves and will love until the end of time. You've had that a few times, and that's all been so good. And now you've got Cesaro, who is kind of like the next step in this progression, where I don't think Cesaro is going to win this Sunday, but he might. He could. You never mm -hmm. know. But whoever beats Roman Reigns is going to be a very big deal. And they've succeeded in making Roman Reigns the big deal that he always kind of should have been. So 
wins and losses matter it is maybe my biggest pet peeve with wwe in general so to see at least one storyline where we get a winner and a loser and those matter yeah it feels really good so, so- it matters so so much, and it matters to them as characters. So it matters to us yes. as fans, it, like, and they care. So it makes me care as well. And like, yeah, there was Jay in this segment was amazing. Like, Jay did very little in this segment, but dude, he was doing so much. Like mm-hmm. all of his physicality because he's he's one way when Roman is in the ring. As soon as Jimmy comes out and Jimmy's wearing a T-shirt that says "Nobody's bitch," it completely changes Jay's dynamic because he's on one side he's got his brother. Uh, you know, who he loves and he wants to be working with. On the other side, he's got his tribal chief, his head of the table, the guy who was providing for his family. Like, he is a conflicted character. And there was a line in this that I absolutely adored. When Jimmy goes off and he's just like, hey, what would happen if me and Jay won the tag team titles and you lost Universal Championship? Would that make us the head of the table? And Roman Reigns like almost snaps and just says the line, that's not how this works. And it's got so many layers to that. Not how it works. If you win the tag titles, that doesn't make you head of the table. It's not how it works. You need to fall in line. Like there's just so many different elements to all of this. I, yeah, I loved all of this. And well, I mean, skipping ahead to the main event, this wound up being um, Jimmy versus um, Cesaro. And it's Jimmy's first match in 14 months, right? It's like it's you know first match back in a long old time, and it ends in a DQ. And you could make the argument it's like, oh god, well that's terrible. WWE typical LOL DQ finish. But like, no, it's a DQ finish yeah. that totally made sense because Roman set this match up by being like, because Jimmy was like, I think Cesaro can beat you, and you know Roman's like, well, do you think you could beat Cesaro? Let's have that match. And he just calls the DQ because he tells Jimmy it doesn't matter. No one cares if you can beat Cesaro. All that matters is I can beat Cesaro because I'm the most important person here. I'm the head of the table. So if WWE didn't do DQ finishes all the smegging time, this this like would have felt like a much bigger deal than it did. But uh, yeah, I, I give credit to them. I just think it's just books to just perfection. Yeah. Yeah, there are from time to time expertly done disqualification finishes because none of these finishes by their by themselves are inherently bad it's just that they get overbooked and overused and just run into the ground to the point that you don't want to see a dq or a count out or any of these different finishes at like ever again and we've seen so many dq finishes in wwe that when we get a good one there will still be a portion of the people just kind of saying like oh man a dq finish you know whatever that being said this was like a perfect dq finish because it advanced the story it helped tell the story and expand the narrative that they were going with already it's because jay jimmy uso is trying to go with like the mma mindset of like well i can beat that guy and if he can beat you that means i'm better than you right i could be head of the table guys when it's not really how it works and obviously roman reigns wasn't going to let it get to that point and there's so much nuance in this storyline like how often in promo segments nowadays do we see people just take their turns and the promo segment's over and that's it? But in this one, you can look at the facial expressions of every person involved. I will take my tip my cap to Paul Heyman. His facials in the opening promo were fantastic. Like, fantastic. Just when Roman Reigns is saying, like, oh, why don't you face Cesaro? And in the background, you see Paul Heyman just kind of going like, <laughs> 
uh uh-uh, what, what are you doing big dog like uh uh-uh, don't do that don't do that let's not let's not create more mm-hmm. friction here and just every single line you'd see facial expressions just change because everyone's got a completely different mindset as characters i love seeing just these three-dimensional characters all interacting with each other because so often we don't get that in wwe like not no. a lot of these characters have much character and going back to like what we were saying earlier, like username points out, username points out here. Cesaro hasn't lost a match, a singles match since Elimination Chamber. That means he's been racking up wins. So him now getting this title shot means something. So now all of a sudden I'm like, well, he's on a roll. He has got momentum. So in his head, and like he's on this on Twitter as well. It's like, I can do this. I can be the guy that beats Roman Reigns, and that makes me believe that he can be that guy. And like. Roman's almost getting distracted by that because he's so focused on Jay and Jimmy that he's almost taking his eye off the ball. So I think that's going to tell a really great story come this Sunday. It's the, I, I cannot tell you how excited I am for that match. Above all else on this card. <laughs> and yeah, I loved all the stuff they did on this show. Um, and like, you know, Jimmy... Like, Dude, it was Jimmy Uso's first match, first match back in 14 months. And Roman Reigns, like a total dick, ruins that. Like, oh man, yeah. what a heat. Like, so cool. I, yeah, haven't got any much more I can add to this, but I just, I, I thought it was just, just brilliant. I thought it was by far the best thing on the show. And like, mm-hmm. really, really the only thing to me that saved this show from being like one of the lesser SmackDowns I've had to review hey, so far. Hey, now. Nia Jackson, Shayna Bates. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you caught me off guard. Then I had to read exactly. I'd be like, "Hey, now, <laughs> hey, Nia now, Jack- don't dream it over." <laughs> <laughs> Nia Jackson, Shayna Bates, though. Oh, man, you want to talk about a match I never want to see again, and I'm pretty sure we're going to see it again next week or even this Sunday. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defended their titles against Natalia and Tamina. Now, Tempest, am I mad here? I haven't checked the comments of the news video because I've had, I've had a lot on today, so I haven't had a chance to like really go through them yet. In my review, I noted that I get that there is an ironic fan base for Tamina. Yeah. I don't think people really do like care about tamina as a character but there is this sort of like ironic thing of just being like yeah we all cheer tamina because that's what we do we cheer tamina and that's a fun thing to do like you know she was one of the most over people at wrestlemania i am convinced on an ironic level yeah am i am i wrong on this or is it genuine like a swell of fan support by tamina i think it's a bit of both i think I think there are people who like to be like, this is the new don't hinder gender. It's like nobody meaner than Tamina, you know? So it's, it's that new thing that the internet has just kind of like latched onto as a fun thing. Like you said, I will. There you go. (laughs) I I think that I think him and Tom have had a great impact on this. Sorry. You go. Yeah. But like there, this was a sweet moment, you know? Like, I didn't care because I don't care about these belts. I don't care about Shayna and Nia, and I really don't care about Tamina and Natalia as a team, you know, and that's just me. And if people can look at this and say, oh, that's so cool. Good for Tamina. What a heartwarming moment. And they feel touched by that. Good for good for you. I'm happy you got to have that moment. I just didn't feel that way. 
you know, just me personally, I don't have a connection to Tamina or this whole storyline, but if you do, that's totally awesome. And I'm glad you have that. Mm, yeah. This like Tamina for me is someone who has just been there forever. And, and, and that's it. Like that is her, what is her, that's her biggest accolade is she's been there forever. And mm -hmm. like, I, I get that she's never won a title and there's a cool story that you could have told with that, but it felt like we've only just started to tell that story and now she's won a title. So like, yeah. I don't even gone, I haven't even gone on that journey of her, like finally winning the belt. But what I will say is, man, this was, this really did feel like something. I think that like Tamina's emotion and Natalia's emotion and like credit to Colin, Pat McAfee, who really got this over as like a big moment. I think Pat McAfee pushed it one step too far when he said in 30 years time, the WWE Network are going to chronicle this win because that's a load of bollocks, mate. Like, that, yep. no, they're not. Absolutely not. That. We're not like in two weeks time, everyone will have forgotten this happened. So I think they pushed it slightly too far, but like I, you know, give them, I, I give WWE some credit. They did make this feel like a big deal, even if I couldn't possibly care. Yeah. I mean, I think you hit, you hit the nail right on the head there. Her biggest thing was just that she's been here forever, you know? And mm. like, I don't want to harp on this too much because it's not that big a deal. Like they, these belts don't mean anything. So if you can get a little something out of it, like they did here, that's good. That's about it to me, though. Like, there were a lot of women who've just kind of been there for a long time, you know, whether it's, you know, people like Rosa Mendez or Oksana or something like that. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they need to get pushed. But Tamina is at least competent in the ring. Mm -hmm. So if you can. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, so if you can have that and again, just have like a nice sweet moment to it. I guess it's better than doing nothing. I just wish I cared more. This is only it. I wrote my notes here. This means a lot to her, so that's lovely, you know. Yeah. And at the end of the day, that's you know that that's that's a good thing. Um, oh, hey, guess what? Apollo Cruz and Biggie are still feuding. Um, and oh, we had Jesus. a segment here where Apollo Cruz was trying to give General Aziz a Nigerian Medal of Honor. Sam Biggie appears on the screen. He cuts a promo. Sami Zayn comes out. He cuts a promo. Kevin Owens comes out. Everyone does a big brawl. And the everyone kind of gets laid out by everyone else, and it ends with Apollo Crews staring down Big E. And I was like, I'm just have a quick look at Cage Match. Just have a, have a look <laughs> don't here. do that. Don't do that, now, Luke. <laughs> this is going to be so they have got a match now announced for next week. It's a fatal four way. It's Owens, Zayn, Big E, and Apollo Crews. That will be a match with Apollo Crews versus Big E. It will be their tenth match in 19 weeks. That is, that's actual insanity like you want to talk about like the insanity is doing the same thing over and over again like that's just pure insanity that's one a week more or less yeah like it is that is too many times I, i'm like they're great biggie is awesome apollo cruz is awesome kevin owens is awesome sammy Zayn's awesome but i do not need to see biggie and apollo cruz wrestling again no, I mean, this, when it started, I was like, oh, cool, Apollo Crews is going to get a push. Maybe he'll win a title. That'll be, like, nice. That'll be fun. That's something for, this is something for Big E to do, too. And then they've just done it again and again and again and again. And it's the same thing. It's not as maddening as the Damian Priest Miz stuff, but it's the same thing. Who could possibly care now? Yeah. At least they have a title on the line in this match. You know, whereas they don't have that in Priest versus Miz. But still, I've seen it already. We've we're done. <laughs> the yeah. storyline's over. Let's move on. I don't care anymore. 
to kind of like, I mean, Marjo has just put it here. We were talking about oh. this on the AEW podcast. SCU and the Young Bucks, in their entire career and their entire career path, have wrestled each other in tag team matches 12 times. That's wow. across like multiple companies, 12 times over the span of like 10, 10 or so years. That means those matches meet. And these lads have had 10 matches in one year, not even a half a year. We've got yeah. half a year yet. It's been like three months. <laughs> they started feuding like after the Royal Rumble or something. Yeah. It doesn't help that I really didn't enjoy this segment either. Something about Apollo Crews giving a Nigerian Medal of Honor to a giant Polish man just made me think, what am I watching here? Oh, I didn't mind it, that. I quite like that. Like, I I think it's almost, it's Rusev Day levels of goofiness, and I quite like that. Like, I I enjoyed the I enjoyed the Apollo Crews bit up until like they kind of would, you know, set up the same match that we've had a, a billion times over. And you know what? At the end of the day, like next week's match is gonna be real, real good. It's gonna be mm -hmm. a really, really fun four-way match. And I'm actually like, you know, it's gonna be a really good fun to watch. It's just that like when it's done. Man, I need them to move on. I need we. I need us to move on to something new now. Yeah. I mean, we've been pushing for this four-way match to get booked. I would have thought that this would have ended up on Backlash as opposed to just SmackDown next week. But to each their own. I guess it doesn't really matter that much uh, where it happens. I just thought you could use another good match on Backlash, I guess. Mm -hmm. But again, to each their own. I don't know who walks away with the title in this one. Maybe just Apollo Crews and then hopefully they move on but yeah knowing them you still have to have the one-on-one -on -one rematch between biggie and apollo and we'll just go again i'm really hoping that doesn't happen what do you think mandy rose and dana brooke are gonna do now that nia jackson shader baszler haven't got the belts anymore i what haven't naomi, the slightest they, clue what do naomi and lana do now like what are they gonna do on raw <sighs> well no now see they're all gonna turn heel because these tag teams really don't matter, and they need to go up against the champions who just happen to be baby faces now. Oh, I see. Do we have another heel tag team? Another heel women's tag team? Because I'm pretty sure they're all baby faces. Well, the Riot Squad are baby faces. So yeah, nope. No, yeah, that is it. It's just Jackson Baszler. They're the only ones. Yep. So unless we get some new ones, we're just going again with this rivalry too. Um, oh, oh yeah, that's not, anyway, right. Uh, speaking of matches that I've seen 20 billion times over, Rey Mysterio took on Dolph Ziggler. I, was, yeah. I, I said this in my review sarcastically. I thought throwback SmackDown was last week. Yeah. Um, but, you know, again, really fun match. Good back and forth action. Rey gets the surprise win. Um, they're having a match this Sunday. They had a promo segment afterwards where they both said, we'll win on Sunday. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. I said last week that I saw this match in 2009 and we're still here doing it which yep. I care a lot less about Dolph Ziggler than I did in 2009. So, um, This next segment was um, it's one I kind of I had two minds on. So it was Michael Cole interviewing Bianca Belair. So Michael Cole gets into the ring and like, you know, Cole clearly cares. And he clearly cares about Bianca winning the belt and the, and what that meant. So like, it was really nice for him to be like, you know, can you believe it was, it was only four weeks ago that you won this title in that really historic moment. And it was like, you know, this really nice thing. And then all, all of a sudden, uh, I mean, it's clunky because he's like, you know, going to be facing against the self-proclaimed role model Bailey. He's like, just call her Bailey, mate. And then Bailey appears up on the screen 
and they kind of do like a bit of jibber jabber back and forth and it's not very good and it's a bit robotic and then all of a sudden bianca belair just kind of like switches it up and be like you know you're only mad because the bellas embarrassed you at wrestlemania whereas like do you know what i was doing i was in the main event winning this title and that does make bailey get serious and then bailey has this killer line where she's like you know i look at your your spangly outfit and your ponytail and it's like looking into a mirror of my past self, which is great because Bailey has destroyed that past self, that like image that she was carrying for so long. And she, so she's reinvented herself into this role. And that, so that carries a lot of weight to it. And I thought it was a really good end line for this segment that I think was, because like the Michael Cole stuff was kind of good, but then Michael Cole just left. So I was like, mm-hmm. well, why was he there then? Like, what was the point of him being in the ring in the first place? If he's just going to go like, hey, you're a person, I'm off now. And then Bailey, and then you just cut to Bailey. It's like, it was a bit clunky, but I thought the end line was, it was very good in setting up the match on Sunday. Yes, they finished with the best part of this segment, which to me was important because I thought the beginning was good. When Bailey came on the screen, I was like, she started doing her whole laughing gimmick. And I was like, oh God, can we skip ahead a little bit? Fast forward through this because there's, not a big fan of Bailey's laugh, but mm-hmm. as soon as they switch the attitude there, Bailey cut a really good promo because I haven't really been given much of a reason to care about this match on Sunday. Like there, it's I think this is very clearly the match that should happen. Bailey should be the challenger for Bianca Belair, but they haven't done a whole lot in this storyline, you know, to actually make me care. This was one promo that made me care. It felt like two people who cared, who were cutting promos about a title that they wanted to win, and it meant something. And now I'm hoping that the match, again, will mean something. But they, it's good to have, like, it's the same thing in a match where the finish is the most important thing. It's what you'll remember. They finished this promo with a good moment. So that, to me, is what I'm going to remember about the segment, and I think that's the best way to do it. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that one. Um, and the the last thing we need to talk about, because we've already talked about the main events, which was, a, again, another really good match. Uh, Alistair Black cut uh, another promo, kind of telling his story again. Uh, it's a reference that is very UK-centric, but man, it's Garth Marenghi's dark place. He, look, he proper looks like he's got the exact same glasses as Garth Marenghi. He's reading from a book. He looks like author, visionary, dreamweaver, plus actor Garth Marenghi. And like I I want to be excited about this. I do because I love Alistair Black, but I've seen Alistair Black sit in spooky rooms and just talk to the camera about things and it led to nothing. So I am struggling to be like, oh, I'm excited about this because like since he came onto the main roster what, three years ago now, this is all he's done since he's been yep. on the main roster is win matches, win a bunch of matches, then not be on TV. I go, actually, I'm going to take that back. Win a bunch of squash matches, then not be on TV, then cut promos from a cupboard, not be on TV, cut promos from a cupboard, win some squash matches, be off TV for months, come back, cut some promos from a cupboard, win some squash matches, and then just goes back to cutting promos. From, like I have seen no progression of the Alistair Black character since he debuted on the main roster. So I am, while WrestleVotes, you know, their report is that like he is in line for a big push. I am now in the position where I'm like, I will believe it when I see it. Because I am at this point, I'm I am not I'm not on board for it yet because I, I don't fully believe it's actually gonna happen. Yeah, I think you missed one of the times that he cut a promo from a cupboard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But yes, I would agree that this like I think the presentation of the segments are good. 
I don't think any of the content of the promos is really going to mean that much when he gets to back to TV. You know? Yeah. It's just like it's a bunch of spooky man promos. And a lot of the time it's like these are really cool vignettes. I really like the vignettes. I think the art style Super is fantastic. Oh, so cool. It's so cool. So like spooky. It's different. They haven't done something like that really ever. But I don't think the actual content of the promos matters that much. And I'm, I hope I'm wrong. I hope this is his character and he can make it work because Alistair Black is fantastic and I want to see him wrestle. I want to see him have a meaningful character that he can pour himself into and be successful. But like you said, I haven't seen it yet. They haven't given me a reason to have faith that they will push him and give him an actual character because it's never happened before. Like it happened in NXT. He was a fully formed character in NXT, but that was years ago now. Yeah, a long time. I'm ago ready now, to see him succeed. I want it so bad, oh. but I'm also ready for him to just kind of get to TV already. Yeah. Um, also, just as a correction as well, Adam Pearson. Hey, now he did have an eye patch once. You're absolutely right. That was the that's his one bit of character development that he's had in his entire main roster career. Is he had an um, he's got a new hat for a week. Um, <laughs> So that was new the- Alistair Black. <laughs> you gotta buy the action figure. It's still the same one, but he's got an eye patch. <laughs> so that was this week's. I mean, I've actually got that Wait, here. Don't be fooled. She's just a regular Malibu Stacy with a stupid cheap hat. She still embodies all the awful stereotypes she did before. But she's got a new hat. <laughs> Can you I love it so much. On this channel. Uh, it's one of my favorite things there are two jokes in the simpsons that will like make me laugh every time i hear them a but he's but she's got a new hat and b i have to go now my planet needs me (laughs) (laughs) you sound like you have something to say do you (laughs) yes i certainly do i have to go now my planet needs me Oh, God. So anyway, that was the show. That was this week's SmackDown. Um, I gave it four out of five in the review just because, like, man, it's better than Raw. And um, the Roman Reigns stuff was real, real good this week. Luke, your perspective, (laughs) man. It's so skewed by this Raw. Because you gave Raw a three out of five on Monday. And I was like, what? It was a a better show than it has been recently. I know, but it's still bad. It was still a bad show. It was so boring. I thought this was... I thought the Roman Reigns stuff was great, but I didn't enjoy a whole lot else on this show, unfortunately. Like the Corbin Nakamura stuff, I wasn't super into. Not super into this Apollo Crews segment. The Bianca and and Bailey segment was good, but otherwise, like, it didn't feel like SmackDown as we normally saw it, you know? And that disappointed me a little bit. I'm going to sound real negative, but I'm going two out of five on this one for SmackDown wow. standards. Yeah, man, we've gotten is, some yeah. really good SmackDowns of late. Some really good SmackDowns, and this it's oh, weird. This was low. It's weird. It's weird that you say like it didn't have you know it didn't feel like the usual SmackDown. We had the exact same matches that we usually get on SmackDown though. Yeah. Like like Sunny Nevesy was like, what would you rate it without the Roman segment? I probably would have gone two out of five, and that was. Yeah. You know, mostly for the Tamina win and um, the the Bailey Bank segment, uh, Bailey Bank, Bailey Belair segment. Even then, it's only real good by the end. Um, but yeah, like I, I I enjoyed the show. As I said, it was better than Raw. It wasn't as good as NXT because it didn't have Hit Row on it. But uh, yeah. I I very much enjoyed it. 
it's yeah. two hours as well. It's so much easier to that watch. That does help. That does help a lot. Maybe NXT completely skewed the rest of my week. Because, I mean, didn't... God, that was didn't, a good show. It was so good. Oh, <laughs> should go back and watch NXT again. Oh, Lord. Because wasn't a big fan of Raw this week. I thought AEW wasn't very good this week. I didn't think yep. SmackDown was very good this week. And I've been in a really good mood this week, Luke. <laughs> I've wanted to be positive about these things. Um, well, we, you know, we did put this out to our community poll and 51% thought it was a four out of five smacktastic show with 32% thinking it was a three out of five show. Only 3% of the audience agreed with you, Tempest, saying it was two out of five, uh, 8% thinking it was five out of five. What's interesting about that, though, is because I put that poll up this morning and it was like three out of five was the runaway winner. Like it really mm. was like everyone was like that was a bang average three out of five show. But just like as the day has gone on, more and more people have been like uh, more and more votes have come in for four out of five. So I was really surprised to see it, like almost a uh, you know, landslide near enough with that 51 percent. So, yes, yeah, so that's where. So you're out of step with the audience, Tempest. That That's fine. I can I, if people enjoy the show, that makes me happy. I don't want to like I'm not saying you're wrong for not for enjoying the show. I just yeah, didn't well. like this week's episode. Yeah. <laughs> Now, that's when people say they like Raw. Then I'm like, I don't <laughs> understand you people. Hey, Pete's in the chat. Hi, Pete. Got to keep the intangible Hi, representation. Hi, Pete. I hope I'm doing your show all right, mate. I'm playing Simpson <laughs> stuff. Uh, Tyler Woodward in the hyper chats has said, finally, Tamina is a champ. I don't care if you don't understand the hype behind her, but she bloody deserves it. Now split up Nyron Shayna and make Shayna a star. Just want my NXT Shayna back. Who ran, uh, who ran thought the division and killed it. Who ran through the division and killed it. Jam that jam. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, but I don't think they are going to split the team up because as Tempest said, they've got no heels to face. So, yeah they're probably just going to have more rematches between these two teams and keep them together. And like, surely the split of this team isn't via them losing the titles. The split of this team comes from Reginald. Also like the whole point of Reginald being there is for Reginald to cost them the belts and Reginald didn't cost them the belts. Reginald wasn't a factor in this. So what was the point of Reginald being there? Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. You know, Reginald has just been, we say it a lot that he's the one bit of raw that just gets like injected into SmackDown and how nothing he's in makes sense. And his segments are never good. And to see all that, not even get paid off. He wasn't <laughs> even involved in the finish. What are we doing here? Well, it's because there's still more to this story to tell. They'll probably win the belts oh, back at some God. point. Yeah. He's uh, going to help yeah. them win the belts back. There you go. Yeah. I mean, you know what? Like, I'm kind of sad that my my prediction of Alexa Bliss and Lily are going to win the tag titles didn't come true. Kind of, kind yeah, of that lasted that. a whole four days. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. I was, I really thought that was going to happen. Um, I mean, it still can. Like, you know, uh, maybe Mayor of Painsville. And now they've got Babyface to go after. Maybe now it will work. Um, yeah. Mayor of Painsville, Dan. I can feel your passion so much with the Roman angle, and it translates so much. Isn't wrestling great when it works? Absolutely, exactly. Uh, Adam Blanplates, <laughs> all of the Roman segments were amazing. The middle ceremony gave me uh, the birth of Russo Day vibes. Who should be the one to dethrone Roman? I mean, we kind of get this question like pretty often. And I think right now the answer is there is no answer. I don't think the guy who should beat Roman is like present yet. 
That's it. It it could come up later. It could be someone on the show. It could be someone in NXT. I don't know yet. Like right now, the best option for the Universal Championship is Roman Reigns. I'm not like yeah. in a rush to to get the title off him by any means. Same here, yeah. And lastly, Noah Fortner said, Luke, have you read any of the TMNT last Ronan comics? If so, what are your thoughts on it? I'm way behind on um, TMNT uh, comics and stuff. I haven't read any TMNT in oof, 10 or so years at this point. I'm well behind on, on all of that stuff. Like, I even did a crossover series with Ghostbusters that I didn't read uh, from wow. I know, right? You'd think I'd be all yeah. over that. And, and, I, and, I, and I never got around to it. I wasn't going to read the Ghostbusters Transformers crossover either, even though I've got the action figure that comes with it it's cheap and plastics it's made by hasbro um <laughs> but yes yeah, so like I'm, I'm well behind on it but um uh thank you so much if you you know for a recommendation i'm i'm gonna tr i'm gonna try and find some time to catch up with my tmnt comics at some point i will do um and shout out to our new youtube members that have joined us bubba 232 and chris Petroy. if you want to become a youtube member for rest talk you can click the button that's just below this video and it says join and then you'll get fun emotes i learned what an emote was this week um oh, and you no, get like well. a little well i don't do twitch um <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, and so yeah, you get like you get emotes and you get badges and all this sort of stuff. So grand old time. Um, anything else you'd like to add to him? Is there any Simpsons reference you'd like to drop before we get out of here? What's your favorite Simpsons joke? Oh God, you really put me on the spot with that one. Oh my God. Um, just uh, you know what always makes me laugh uh, when when Hank Scorpio has Mr. Bond on the uh, on the table. It's like, mm -hmm. Mr. Scorpio, you're completely mad. Do you really expect me to talk? It's like, no, I don't expect you to talk. I expect you to die and be a cheap funeral. You're going to die <laughs> now. <laughs> that whole episode, the Denver Broncos. Oh, oh it's, it's so great. Such a good episode. Have you ever seen a man throw his own shoes? <laughs> Once. <laughs> Once. <laughs> Oh. Should have been the movie. Should have been the movie. Um, oh, actually, Carol just pointed out we should have had Pledge Hammer shout out. You're absolutely right. I was Carol. just going to bring that up. I pulled oh, up the page man. and I was like, uh, do we want to do the thing? Yeah, you're absolutely right. We should have done. Thank you so much. Good job. People are here to do my job for me. Uh, podcast <laughs> shout outs. And do you know what's annoying is Pete's in the chat. Pete's going to see that I did his show wrong. Um, oh. <laughs> I know. Oh, right? He's going to tell me off when he comes back into work uh do, do 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 right i'll do the first one here are the shout outs it is pick him up loot sponge yeah as well yeah we've got kevin wakeham wakeham yeah yeah the man who wears the gold the man recognized by swaft nation international as the 24 7 champion ah legend yeah, yeah. The intellectual savior of the masses, Damien. Yeah. yeah. The notorious Ali Atta. Yeah. <laughs> Probocop. Yeah. Probocop, yeah. All man. Wrestle Talk Extra Pole Master, Lendell Brenton. Lendell Brenton, you did not win this month's poll, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween Havoc Central. That's a great name. That's really yeah. good. Michael Jensen Radio. Yeah. Tower of London, Nigel Morris. Another great name. How do you like them, Apples? Marcel Jura. And finally, the real boss, Matt Robinson. 
Oh, what a lovely bunch of people. I out, where is it? I'm so sorry, Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Pete, can't wait to have you back, buddy. Thank you so much uh, for watching this episode of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Do you know who's going to be back tomorrow? This guy is going to be back tomorrow because it is our Backlash live reactions tomorrow here on Wrestle Talk podcast. We're going to be watching the show live, chatting along with all of you, reacting to the show as it happens, including the pre-show. And it's going to be Laurie versus Louis Dangor, the young upstart Louis Dangor against the longest reigning Jam That Champion for the title in Predictions Warfare. So a lot on the line, a lot could possibly go down a lot could happen we will see you tomorrow for backlash and until then i've been luke cohen this has been tempest t wrestler and that was wrestling jam that jam everyone jam that jam have a great weekend bye Pete. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.